Hear now the words of the witches. The secrets we hid in the 90s and aughts. Vintage TV is invoked here. The great work of magic is sought. Bring us your powers, you sisters three. Wait, 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 wait. Are we doing witchcraft? No, bitch, it's a podcast about charm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Yujun Zulu. Hello, I'm Nick Probst. And this is... The Podcast of Shadows. So, Nick, um, um, this episode really um, speaks speaks to the heart of many people. Oh, I think so. I mean, especially the gays, because, you know, a lot of gays have daddy issues, for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, yeah. That's why we've reclaimed the term daddy. Yeah, Yeah. I like me a daddy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, so daddy issues are definitely at play Mm -hmm. here. Um, a big, big trust episode, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think I have my fair share of trust issues, but I mean, in watching this episode, um, it really touched a nerve. Um, mm-hmm. it went deep. Um, I've learned that, you know, sometimes it's okay not to trust people. Yeah. Yeah. And just because like you're family with somebody doesn't mean you owe them something. Yeah. At least of all, somebody who disappears from your life for 20 years. And also when someone is the voice of reason, believe them. Mm-hmm. Because your sisters are who has your back. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, your sisters or maybe it's yourself. Because like, honestly, to be, to be real, mm-hmm. if Prue just listened to half the stuff that she was forced to say because the narrators are really just trying to explain to you what's going on, mm-hmm. they would just vanquish the demons like 15 minutes into the episode. Right, right, right. But then you wouldn't have plot and drama. And you got to fill out those 44 minutes, baby. Well, they could do it with magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. But this, uh, this episode is really, it's, it's special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we hope you enjoy it, listeners. Hello, Nick. Hello, Mijan. Or should I call you Neep today? Oh, or no, it's a Neep. <laughs> I just pick a different one every time. Yeah, yeah. You keep morphing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm morphing. Yeah, I can't help it. You know what? But th- what is it called? Thanks for not morphing. Uh, thank you for not morphing. You're right. You're right. It is that. That is what it is called. Thank you for not morphing. <laughs> yeah. Please don't morph at me. I didn't remember what it was. I know. And you know what's weird? Um, I feel like this is kind of a. Because um, morphing is not a word that I'd ever really heard in my entire life before the Power Rangers. Yeah. And I feel like this is a um, this is a nod to Power Rangers. I would love if the morphing demons in this one said, it's morphing time! <laughs> before, before they changed into something. I think that'd be great. That would be great. Um, actually, oh my god. That's, <laughs> oh wait, no, the movie... The movie came out in 1995. Okay, so it's not really like a new reference. Um, it started, the Power Rangers started in 1993. So the Power Rangers had been around. So I would like to say, mm-hmm. I would like to give a nod to the Power Rangers. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for introducing us to morphing. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get into it. Because, I mean, this this episode was very emotional. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like it, the heaviest one so far, which I know that's only three episodes. Mm-hmm. But it like it got right into some family issues. Yeah, some, some dark, serious family issues. And mm-hmm. um, 
Well, to give some context, we um, the Halliwell sisters were abandoned by their father when they were very young. Yes. Only Prue ha- was old enough to like really have memories of it because he left pretty early on. Things fell apart with with mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, I can't remember if they mentioned the dad before, but like Prue keeps saying that he's dead, but then they say, no, he's not dead. He's actually alive. He just ran away. And I don't know if they like accidentally put that into the script somewhere in the other two episodes or like, actually, let's give them the dad. Like, mm. Right, right. Yeah, it was something, gosh, I do feel like maybe in the first episode, Phoebe had mentioned like that she spoke to dad or something like that. But uh, I could be misremembering something. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember if I remember that. Anyway, so. Well, but this is like where the dad comes in. Mm-hmm. So The dad randomly comes back. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, to to actually like get us into the scene at the beginning of the episode, <clears throat> All three sisters walk out of their house and they're going across the street to neighbors. This is the first time that we really see people from the neighborhood. They all look fabulous. Like yeah. they're in this, like they're color coordinated. Everyone's kind of wearing maroon. Like, um, like they're going to a nightclub. Yeah, they're going to a nightclub, but they're actually going across the street to a house party. <laughs> which is not, uh, which is, it's very strange because it's a, uh, it's a house yeah, party. Yeah, they're not in college. Yeah, they're not in college, but it feels like a very college-type party. And yeah. the funniest thing about this party is that um, it's it's definitely happening during the week because at the party, Andy has been secretly invited and asks Prue mm-hmm. on a date. And he's like, what are you doing on Saturday? Mm-hmm. As if Saturday hasn't happened yeah. yet. Right. It's it's like not the weekend because if it was a Friday night party, he'd say tomorrow. So yeah, this is like a this is like a Tuesday night or something. But like people are partying like it's Friday or Saturday. Like no one uh-huh. no one no one I mean, who has a housewarming party on a, on a weekday? I mean, at least not in New York right. or New Jersey. Right, right. Yeah, that is that's not like a 30 something or late 20s aged party. Like like housewarming party. That looks like a college party. It's 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 very weird, but like again, kind of a frivolous detail. Like, okay, so it's kind of a weird party. Yeah. My my thing that makes it extra weird for me is the like rigidity of the people who live in the house now, mm-hmm. who apparently like the Hallowell sisters know them, uh, and but, but but it's still like it's such an awkward exchange. Well, I don't know. Well, what's weird people. is like, um, what's weird is that like. They start out the episode and it says like, hey, like you moved back. Ah, but then right. we find out that these, the, they say, the, they say like, oh, like you're familiar with the house. And like, yeah, we grew up in this neighborhood. So we know this house like it's the back of their hand. Right. But, and then it's like three siblings living across the street. So they're kind of similar. But I actually feel like that's what I thought was the case. Mm-hmm. But I, but I feel like when they have that conversation, it's actually just to say that the Hallowells know the house and not the people across yes. the street. Okay, I'm watching this again. Mm. So they're walking across the street. Um, everyone's kind of in maroon. They look fabulous. Mm. Holly complains about her hair. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, your bangs are terrible. And I figured it out. So Shannon Doherty's bangs tend to like actually cover her forehead. Holly Marie's bangs are always pieced to like, they always stick together. So you actually see a lot of her forehead. Yeah, they're like, and so, yeah. Yeah, and so it just doesn't look as, like, finished. You know what I mean? It looks like mm-hmm. very young, like a little girl's thing. Okay, so they walk into the house. Oh, my God. Their outfits are so great. And then this college party, mm-hmm. everyone's drinking beer. <laughs> then you see the three people. 
Sister Tallowell. Oh, Sister Tallowell. Yeah. I hate that guy. <laughs> okay, so they say, you guys know the house. And he's like, yeah, we grew up with their kids. So we, and they're like, oh, okay, so you probably know our house better than we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of, like, they pretend. Siblings have moved across the street and they know who they are. And, but they actually don't really know these people that mm-hmm. well. They know the house. Yeah, not the people. Yeah. So anyway, I don't this right. I guess this isn't really central to the plot of the episode, but it is kind of confusing. <laughs> and you know what's really funny? When the guy when they greet them, the the brother that doesn't do most of the talking, he greets them as if he has a crush on them. Did you get that sense? I know. Yeah. It, it, it it's like and and the the sister of the of the guys is like no, 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 you stay. I'll go get the drink. And it's like hinting it so you can talk to Prue. Yeah. But it's like, this is the one moment in the whole show they even hint at anything like this. Yeah. And like, we're supposed to believe that there's this history there and this introduction mm. here. And it just seems to be, again, this the writers working too hard to arrive at something like banal. Oh my God. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean... Also, the way that she crushes that can, I mean, this woman. Why does she do that? <laughs> it's like, and this is, this is again, I feel like, I mean, I'm going to look it up while I explain my point here, but I feel like this is also like women just being profoundly misused in this series. Yeah. So they're, they're obviously the people across the street who they've just met are not normal people because that could not possibly happen ever in this show. Mm-hmm. They are immediately the evil people that you don't want to have next door. Mm-hmm. And, um, like they're these shape-shifting demons. Mm-hmm. Um, but the craziest thing is that the girl is the one that's not able to control herself. She's basically like a dog. Like she's like always. They even, yeah, they even say to her at one point, heal. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, that sucks. And I'm like, if they all have the same, like, you know, physical makeup, why is the woman the one that's like literally like losing it all the time? She, right, like, right. She just wants like she to- crushes that can mm-hmm. and the, the one guy's like <laughs> sisters, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, sisters don't do that. <laughs> no, and then the the funniest thing is like, um, yeah, this is again written by men. So like mm-hmm. I feel like they're just making fun of this poor woman who I mean she looks terrible. I mean, not terrible, but like not her best in this episode. Mm-hmm. But when I looked at her up on IMDb, she's a gorgeous woman. But like, oh, that actress! Wow, yeah, that actress. Um, she ended up uh, marrying um, this um, Italian American actor named Giovanni something, and um, he is a short man, but a short man that could like make some things happen with anyone. Like he is like, he's, um, he's like a sexy version of like James Gandolfini. Okay. Um, because he's, he's, uh, and there's a really great movie where I didn't even know he could speak Italian this well. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, he, um, he plays an Italian guard. Um, that uh, believes that this woman who's arrested is innocent and then they fall Aww. in love and then they run away together and it's like super Ooh. romantic and sexy. And he basically like gives up his whole life for this woman that he doesn't know. That's romantic. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it, is, it is so, like, honestly, I watched this movie and I was just like, this short man <laughs> um, 
could really mm-hmm. make some things happen for himself if he was, you know, gay and single. Oh yeah. Oh, I, 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 I love a short man. Um, I'm going to send you a photo. Uh, well, actually I'm going to send you a photo of them together. This mm-hmm. is not the best image of him, but, um, and you know, eventually if we, I mean, I can post this to the gram, mm-hmm. um, when we're actually releasing the episode, but, um, um, he, I mean, he just, he speaks Italian so well that like, I'm like, oh my God, wow. like this this, uh, his name is Giovanni Ribisi. Wait, no, yeah, I know that name. I know that name. I know that name. I know that. Oh, I know that name. Yeah, Giovanni Ribisi, for sure. Oh, yeah, he's an actor. He's in several. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, he's been in several movies I've seen. Didn't he play like the like idiot brother in some in some really funny movie? Probably yes. That sounds very familiar. He also played like a drug addict in uh, a movie called The Dead Girl, which Tony Collette is in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's, I love Giovanni Ribisi. He I know. is beautiful. Do you know what I mean? That's why I was like, he's like a sexy version of James Gandolfini because I don't find James Gandolfini mm-hmm. like super sexy, but like this no. little Italian man. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's little. I'm sure he's not like above five ten. Yeah. Yeah, he's five seven. Okay. Oh, that's good. Um, and a half, apparently. <laughs> Unclear. Um, I love it. I, I, I need to see, I need to like get like a ruling on that. But um, mm-hmm. he's just, he's so handsome. And um, she ended mm-hmm. up marrying him. So this is not a nobody that we're looking oh, at. This is. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And they're, they're divorced, but like for a while. Yeah. Oh, well. She married well. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um, good job, girl. So again, that tangent has nothing to do with the episode, but I really wanted to talk about it because he's mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So. Yeah, but oh my gosh, they they did her a disservice. Yeah. Right. Did you you saw the photo? Right. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's she's very gorgeous. And yet she looks like they make her into this like dog monster. Yeah. I mean, like even out of the makeup, they really do. It's just, <laughs> it's unfair. They should be. She should sue. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, okay, but to get back to this story, there are three people that live next door and they've Mm -hmm. just, they've just, um, and you know what, this actually doesn't make any sense because all three people are at the party. Right. And yet when the girls leave the house, there's a dog that um, is like lurking in the shadows. Yeah. That that like, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, yeah, that big-ass Rottweiler, like, somehow appeared and, like, went yeah. over there. To, to try and get the book. Before Prue got home. And then, um, <clears throat> but he couldn't get through the door for some reason. And then um, what's really funny is that, like, okay, technically the, the dog is, like, a shape-shifting demon, but we don't know this at the beginning of the episode. Right. But the dog, if the dog is one of those three people... He somehow is in the bushes, sneaks back, is at the party to greet them, and then goes back. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the dog was the one that walked away. Oh, that makes sense. That's why he walks away. And then... That through, makes sense. Yeah, anyway, but that doesn't make sense as to why he was in the bushes in the first place. Anyway. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, so they, they're at the party. Prue comes home. She finds out that someone is sneaking into their house, and she's not really sure, and it's a dog, and she runs away. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, that's scary. But also, part of me, I don't know if this is just, like, sh- supposed to show us how fierce Prue is or something, but 
when the dog is on the landing on the stairs and barks at her right away before she sees it, mm-hmm. she doesn't like scream or jump or anything. She is completely calm and just like walks slowly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not normal. That's not a normal reaction. So I feel like they kind of, they probably shot it separately, the mm-hmm. dog and, and Prue. Oh. Um, for the part where she sees the dog for the first time. Okay. And that's why they don't really have like an honest reaction from it. But um, I don't know. That's just, I'm just guessing. No, I mean, but, I'm, that's plausible. Um, if anyone knows, let us know. But, I mean, yeah, let us know if anybody was, was there. <laughs> you know, I, I believe in putting things in reality through creating it through language. So, you know, maybe we'll get an answer. Um, <laughs> unclear. Um, but um, I do think that um, it's it's a very unplausible situation because her powers are telekinesis. If it was a big oh, ass man. dog that's trying to, you know, eat her, she could just wave her hands or squint <laughs> her eyes and throw it against the wall to knock it out. You know, I I I saw <laughs> in her eyes like Prue the character of like, oh God, is this when I use my powers mm. to hurt an animal? Because <laughs> she could have, she could have like thrown that dog far away but she didn't so hmm she's not willing to cross that line yet mind you i'm sure that they were like Peta is not gonna let us throw this dog around right so right totally totally like we don't (laughs) we don't have the budget to cgi a dog because cgi probably didn't exist uh, yet (laughs) and it would have like looked awful if it was like a puppet or like a fake dog (laughs) (laughs) just just imagine though if she did she was just like (laughs) The dog like smacks against yeah. the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. Um, anyway, so the next day, <laughs> the next day after this terrible dog experience, mm-hmm. um, a man comes to Prue's office and he shows her a ring mm-hmm. and it has two snake eyes on it and it's a ring of protection. Mm-hmm. And, and um, she realizes that the man with the ring is her father. <laughs> Who's like lying about it to get close to her? Ugh. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've been rewatching the series and I really don't understand the father plot line because, you know, he comes back mm-hmm. for a reason that we don't understand. And um, he shows him the ring and he wants to get to know her. But mm-hmm. at no point does he explain why he left. Yeah. No, we never hear it. Never. They ask him a lot of times and he evasively answers the question being like, oh my God. Like, okay. So he comes back. He's like, uh, I want to have dinner with you and the sisters. And then they're like, she's like, no way you're terrible. Get right. out. Right. Um, and then she goes back and she tells her sisters and they're like, oh my God, like daddy, wait, dad's here. Mm-hmm. And he's staying at this hotel. And she's like, no, 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 we don't like him. And she's like, yeah, but like, you're the one that pretends like he's dead when he's actually alive. And like, maybe we want to get to know him. Uh, yeah. We don't know that we don't like him. <laughs> and I mean, I don't, I can't speak from a place of not knowing my parents because mm-hmm. I know my parents. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, in dealing with, in, in my experience in life, when a parent has done you wrong, even mm-hmm. if you're the child that didn't really know them, but you know that they did you wrong, I feel like I would be a little bit more apprehensive. Um, yeah. Especially if I just found out that I had magical powers, yeah. if my dad randomly showed up after I discovered that. Right, 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 right. Like, I see where Piper and Phoebe are coming from. Um 
in, in a way. Oh, no, I'm saying I don't see where Piper and Phoebe are coming from. Oh, I, I see it in a way of like, oh, no, I'm so I see where you're coming from because they are like too into the idea from the get go. Mm-hmm. And Prue is like telling them, no, 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 yeah. he abandoned us. Yeah, it's very like, I got gotcha. Exactly. And they, they should be a little bit more questioning. Well, yeah, that. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I relate to that hardcore with my own family. So I see that <laughs> to where it's like the younger ones who may not have as clear memories of the mm-hmm. damage. It's like, no, 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 you got to trust me yeah. on this one. <laughs> and you know, it's very, it's like an improv comedy where there, there has to be a straight man to tell you like what like a normal person's reaction would be because I mean, mm-hmm. and this is part of the comedy of the moment because even if you don't think that this scene is funny, it's actually really funny because there's no way that real people think <laughs> this. But like Shannon Doherty is there to be like, no, it's kind of weird that he showed up and like we should be afraid. And they're like, no, but I don't understand. Like he's our dad. Like let's just go check him out. There are demons in the world, right? But we just want to go check out right, our dad, right. our deadbeat dad that abandoned us when right abandoned when I was one, you were three, and the other one was like eight or six or something. Right. I'm I'm very much into. To the idea that just because you're family with someone doesn't mean you owe yeah, them anything. I mean, so they, yeah, they don't, they don't owe him a relationship at all. Yeah, especially if he behaved that way, and he does not act like a good guy in this episode at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, not until the end. But no, actually, no, still not at the end. Either. Not even then. <laughs> it's still just so murky, and like he's just like selfish. Yeah. And might I add, totally different actor from Victor later on. Wait, what? Yeah, Victor, when we see him again, like when he comes back a few more other times later in the show, it's mm-hmm. a different actor. This is this is not the same actor. Oh, they probably couldn't rebook him. Yeah. Unless he's dead. Maybe. I don't know. No, I th- I think they didn't rebook him. Because like, I don't think, I'm sure that when they brought him back, it had been so long that people were like, oh yeah, that's the dad. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna change their shooting schedule because a guy that played the dad once couldn't come back. Absolutely. You know, like that's just, (laughs) that's not a thing. I can't even find the actor's name. Mm -hmm. So who cares? Um, (laughs) Anyway, so the dad comes back. um, And then like throughout this episode, like the morphing people keep trying to steal the book. Mm -hmm. So like, um, the morphing people morph into the male, uh, become a mailman. Mm. They're able to morph their finger into a key, which is yeah. kind of problematic because you can't see the inside of the lock, but you can make a key. Yeah, that's that's a little crazy to me. Yeah. Um, it was just... Yeah, how, how on earth do they know? I mean, I guess it makes sense, though, if they just, like, turn their finger into, like... A mushy key that would <laughs> a mushy key that then takes the shape of the lock. That would like take the shape of the lock, yeah. But 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 if but that's yeah harder to do with practical effects, I guess. No, but it it really doesn't make sense because if that were the case, like on some level in their mind, they would have to understand the inner workings of a lock. Yeah. Because you're literally forming a shape of something you can't see. Mm -hmm. But then what also is interesting is that he morphed into the mailman with a bag on his shoulder, which he puts down (laughs) when he he bangs down the door, (laughs) he puts the bag down. um, And then he tries to take the book. And then when he comes back down the stairs, he's, he has his bag back on, which makes sense. Like you put your bag down, you put it back on to leave. But then the, one of the charm ones, Prue comes home. Mm -hmm. And so in order to not get caught, he morphs into Andy, who has mm-hmm. no bag. Yeah, so like what part of the body is being left behind? 
Yeah, and like, where does it go? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, and also, I mean, in this in the space time continuum, there's a moment later where like all three of them are in the house, and then they morph into birds, and like the, yeah. the exchange of body mass is just wild. Like, it's insane. Like, where does it come from? I mean, and I mean, as a person that used to read the Animorphs, um, oh yeah, me too. They they literally do say that like when they morph like mm-hmm. their actual bodies go to a different place or something like that and like Ooh. or like there's they like they they go into the science of it this tv show no they just literally yeah. they can make keys out of nothing without knowing how a uh-huh. lock works create a bag leave it behind yeah <laughs> but parts of themselves you know like theoretically like Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I don't know. I'm just I'm just gonna say it's like it's very strange. Um, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so these people the people are trying to steal the book. Uh, we're not we're not really giving a very good idea what happens in this episode, <laughs> it just, <laughs> but it keeps on going back and forth. Like there's the dad that's trying to meet yeah. them, and then like in the background, these people are trying to steal the book. That's basically what happens during the whole episode. Yeah, those are the the big parts mm-hmm. of it, and it just like it gets complicated because it's. Like, Prue won't go to the dinner with the dad, but the other two are. And he's, like, being very nice and, like, swooping in. And then she comes to the restaurant and is pissed off. Mm -hmm. And I actually am like, yes, Prue, you tell it like it is in that part. Because they're being zhuzhed and wooed and won over. Literally wind and die. She's like, no, you can't can't just do Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, you can't can't just swoop in and do that and, and, like... When you disappeared, why don't you tell them about that? And then he does. <laughs> yes, this is another moment where if he was a good dad that had that cared about them and that wanted to create a loving relationship, he would explain why he left. Instead, mm-hmm. he trips the waiter who's bringing dessert and then forces Piper mm-hmm. to reveal that she can freeze things. So instead of mm-hmm. like winning their trust, he tells them, "Oh." I bet that these are your powers. Am I right? And then he's... <laughs> so then, weird. Such a risk, such a gamble to trip some guy. <laughs> yeah. And then, so the dad does not explain. Again, he's given like three or four mm-hmm. opportunities at the dinner because first the girls are like, okay, fine. We're dumb enough to come on the dinner, but can you explain yourself? Then, as you said, crew comes and like tells mm-hmm. him off and then he doesn't explain himself. Then he like tells him about the magic, and then they get pissed <laughs> off and leave. Um, oh no, no, no! Mm-hmm. Wait, no! They bring him home after that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and like, oh, that's right. Because after the powers are revealed, or revealed that he knows about them, that they probably had powers, they're like, should we talk about this somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And then they go home to like talk about it, and that's where they get into the meat of like, okay, why are you around? Yeah, because you have powers again, and I want to take that book away. And it's like, hold up, this book doesn't belong to you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm saving you from yourselves. Demons are just gonna come and find you. And it's like, well, the whole logic is that we have powers and can beat them. Mm-hmm. So we're better to have the book than not have the book. Exactly, because if they don't have the book, they could just be killed by the demons. Yeah, um, and also it's it's very confusing. As this, I mean, this episode is confusing because conceivably if they lose the book of shadows they lose their magic that's not true no no it's like that, that's not the root of their power their power comes from within it's like literally in their blood yeah so i don't know exactly like why they arrive at that or like is it just a trick i mean they don't really say 
Yeah. And what the other thing that's confusing is, um, um, I have to save this for another episode, but like the book is the only guide that they have to how to deal with the demons that come. Right. So taking it away does not help. Yeah. And I don't, maybe the dad lied or didn't understand how the powers worked or something like mm-hmm. that, because we find out that the dad's been working with the shapeshifters because the shapeshifters want their powers and they, they think that if they get the book of shadows, they'll have the powers. Mm-hmm. Well, like that's the big reveal of the, of the episode. Is it okay? That's maybe I'm not remembering right. So do, is he working with them or is it that they like corner him? Cause I'm trying to remember how, how they, how they come to be in the same like room basically. Cause he's like, well, he goes back to his hotel room after they, after they kick him out. Okay. And he, and he drops his ring or maybe he wasn't wearing his ring. So, you know, he didn't want them to know that their powers wouldn't work on him, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense because he was frozen at the restaurant. So unless he like just wasn't wearing the ring, I don't know. Right. Anyway. Um, so he goes back to the hotel after they kick him out and he's, and then the, but the shapeshifters are there and they're like, so what are we going to do? And he's like, he's like, well, like you have to like, tr- like they'll like, I can still get one of the daughters to trust me. So we'll try again tomorrow. And they're like, okay, we'll try again tomorrow. And then mm-hmm. the poor gorgeous woman who's playing Cinda, <laughs> not Lucinda, her name is Cinda. Um, <laughs> Uh, acts like a dog again. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, um, which is very, very traumatizing for me to watch her do that. Yeah, um, yeah. it just, it just. Anyway, so the shapeshifters are here to steal the book and their powers, mm-hmm. but it's also unclear because the, it says that they're shapeshifters, but they're not warlocks, but they're still after the powers. Right. I mean, I guess, I guess different kinds of things can be after their powers, but. That's just for that to be such a common thing. Only three episodes in is a little strange. Uh, I feel like most of the first season, everyone's trying to steal their powers. Mm-hmm. I I much prefer the episodes when um when people are just trying to kill them because that makes a lot yeah, more sense yeah. to me. Me too. They're like, ooh, the charmed ones are figuring out their powers, but they're not super powerful yet. So let's kill them early. So let's just kill them. Yeah, that's way more plausible. Or like some demon is just innocently wreaking havoc on their own, and they just happen to stumble upon the charmed ones. Like that makes way more sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, than like such frequent plots to just take their powers away. Yeah, because yeah, it shouldn't be this easy, and it like literally risks ending the entire series. So I don't know. I know. <laughs> being very ambitious right now um you know it is it is problematic that like these people come to steal the powers but it's just the more annoying part is that it's the dad that's come to take the powers away from them right right yeah i don't i i guess maybe he really does believe that it will help protect them but i don't like that because that's just him being stupid because it's not helpful to them to lose their source of knowledge on how to defeat their enemies. Yeah. It's the only thing that protects them. So it's just like, I don't know. I want these women to be able to live their lives without some man coming into it and just, (laughs) you know, he's mansplaining. This is, this is mansplaining. He absolutely is. Cause he's, 
he first like he does know about their powers and like tricks them into taking them to their house mm-hmm. and then tells them what's best for them even though they're the ones who have the powers and have the book mm-hmm. so that's stupid and toxic and also even though he's their dad he's like trying to play that card yeah but it's like you have been gone for 25 years yeah or however i don't even know how long but just way yeah, too however long. long um and okay so anyway so we find out that the dad's still working with them. He comes back the mm-hmm. next day and then they go into the house and then um, Phoebe realizes that he's a demon. No, 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 no. Phoebe realizes that the people next door are yes. trying to steal the book. And it's not, technically it's yeah. not the dad that's been doing it, even though he has been in cahoots with them. So her visions, her visions are <laughs> questionable at best. Because right, right. Earlier, she has a vision that the dad's trying to steal the book. So then, but she doesn't tell her sisters because mm-hmm. she's so in love with her father. Right, right. She she hoped for the best, but it turns out <laughs> Prue was right. Because yeah. Prue knows Prue is the voice of reason. She was the straight man, and straight men are always right. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> no. Always right. Thank goodness for them because they wrote the show and they're really really mean to. Women. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so. So she knew that the dad may have been involved with the book disappearing, but then in her vision, she realizes that it's actually the people across the street and they can morph. Um, So she runs up, she goes into, she goes inside the house. She tries to explain it. And then the woman from next door actually happens to be in the house. They're bringing some cookies. Yeah. And this is another one of those moments where like the neighbors are like mysteriously dropping by, like, um, uh-huh. Yeah, they, they're all there like instantly. Yeah, she's like, "I brought cookies," mm-hmm. and the one guy's like, "Hey, everybody!" And then the other guy's like, "The door was unlocked, so I came inside." And then, like, Phoebe has just this is like one of those like timing moments that doesn't really work. She has enough time to go search through a book, find a spell, memorize the spell, um, and then mm-hmm. come back down. And what's really funny is like she can't even find the spell, but then it like magically shows it to her. This is the I. I'm wondering if that's part of her premonition power or if it's just something any of them can do. I don't uh, know. It, it's but the book anyway. itself. Okay. Later okay. on, uh, we find out that the grandmother's ghost is apparently like flipping the she's pages. flipping the pages. So, but even though, <laughs> but like, what's really funny is that the grandmother's ghost selectively flips pages. Like she'll do it to save the day. Like, Every now and then, mm-hmm. but then there are other times where like I've been searching through the Book of Shadows all day long, and I can't seem to find out what this demon is. And they'll like really complain about it, and the grandma's ghost does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very wishy washy as to when the Book of Shadows decides to just give them the answer. Um, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, people might die in the meantime, but who cares? Um, yeah, so anyway, so Phoebe goes upstairs, she comes downstairs, and then they have a dilemma where the two where there are two dads in the room. Oh, right, right. Yeah. It's and then it's the the classic <laughs> oh, which one's mm-hmm. the real dad? You'll have to shoot us both. Daddy would never say that. Or he would. And they do the memory thing where, oh, I, I remember this thing. All kids are afraid of the dark. That's not a mm-hmm. that's not a good one. Not Prue. Prue's never been scary. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> and then technically the only way that they realize that it's the dad is the one that says, like, you'll have to kill both of us. Mm-hmm. And then 
Um, I guess only the dad knows about the ring. So that's also a kind of like nod to how Mm -hmm. it's the dad. Anyway, so the spell that they say kills anyone in the house that is not, that is unwelcome. That is not a Halliwell. Right. It's like a, it's like a banishing spell. Yeah. It's a banishing spell that literally will like melt people. (sighs) Like if they were human, they'd also die. (laughs) So it's a good thing. Andy wasn't, you know, like mysteriously stalking. Uh Hey, I heard a commotion. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they say the spell and they melt the morphing people. And again, the demons are defeated. I'm shook. I'm shocked. I'm impressed. They're Mm -hmm. straight out the gate. Just the best witches ever. Um, And the dad survives the spell because he has his protection ring. Yeah. But it's not all happily ever after because he's still a douche. Well, it doesn't happen yet. Like in this moment, like, um, you know, he's like, oh, my God guys um i can't believe it you vanquished those demons i'm mm. i'm so impressed mm-hmm. and uh they're like yeah dad see like we can totally handle our powers and he's like you know what right. and, i yeah. did come here to steal the book but i just really <laughs> yeah he's like he's like well i didn't want you to have all of the powers and the danger because i still thought of you as my little girls but yeah. now i can see that you're Big old women. Which I guess I do understand. Like, it's not that I understand with him or given him. I don't want to, at at no point do I want it to be on record Mm -hmm. that I feel like his mansplaining and trying to manhandle their witchcraft um, is excusable, acceptable, or at all okay Mm -hmm. out of like a concern. It's like, you know, it's like it's like parents that send gay children to like reform, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Like they're like, oh, I don't think you can handle this because the world's a big scary place. So I'm mm-hmm. going to try and like fix it. Like it's yeah. just wrong, hands down. Yeah, that's right. Um, love your kids as they are. Let them be as they are, and try and like strengthen their own resolve against you know humanity's. Yeah. You know, but don't tell them they should be different or take something away from them. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, and it, that yeah. that whole thing of him like, oh, you thought of you as my little girls reminds me of earlier in the episode when he first starts interacting with Phoebe. Mm. They have this horrifying exchange because <laughs> he, he doesn't even know. Like, it's bad enough because he's just an absentee father, so he forgets how old Phoebe is. Also, mm-hmm. he confuses her. He guesses her name and Piper, and she's like, no. And he's like, Phoebe, I'm sorry. And then right after that... <laughs> He says, like, oh, well, please stay. Have a drink. You're legal, right? And first of all, he says, you're legal, right? And she says, "Mm, barely. (laughs) This moment is is so priceless because then that means that, like, he doesn't even know her own age. Uh, He doesn't know her age, and he offers her a drink, and he could have been, like, giving his... I mean, not that your parents can't give you alcohol when you're underage, if they so choose to, Um, but but he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. It says, you're legal, right? Mm, Barely. Like, Phoebe, this is your dad. It's not time for a sexy tongue-in-cheek comment. Yeah. Also, isn't he, like, he just had a massage, so he's, like, in a towel, and he's naked, um, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's very, it's very sketchy. Like, I, it's like, no, dad, I don't want to have a drink with you while you're in a towel and shirtless, you know, like, it's, it's really wrong. <sighs> yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know if there's a spell for that. 
Um, if there's a spell, wait, what, you, what were the spell before? <laughs> to keep this creepy dad away. I yeah, we need a spell to get rid of sketchy fathers who offer their daughters who are barely legal. I just double checked the um, the drinking age in America changed uh, in 1986. So, um, so she's about 21. Yeah. Um, and she's never okay. been with her dad before. I mean, it's just, it's so <laughs> incestuous and gross in this moment. You're right. It was terror. It was terrible. And he treats her like she's still a little kid, but he actually doesn't know her. And it, he does the same thing when they have dinner. Like, he's like, oh, you're my little girls. Doesn't this mm. feel right? Doesn't this feel natural? And they're like, yeah, sure, dad. It feels uh. great to see you and be with you, but we don't know you. You've literally been gone my entire, like, girlfriend's 21. Uh, yeah. He left when she was one. Mm-hmm. She's been go- he's been gone for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. It's wrong. It's really, it's really, really <laughs> wrong. Um, so anyway, so the dad in this moment, seeing them use their powers, not before, but seeing them vanquish demons, suddenly realizes that all of his mansplaining is for naught. Um, they're fine as they are. Mm-hmm. And he's just a big douchebag for even trying. So... Boy, bye. Boy, bye. Uh, well, no, he's like, okay, it's fine, great. And then I guess they decide to have dinner again the next day, right? Because mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, I think so. Because vanquishing demons in front of your dad, you know, brings you back together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Prue stops her weird mental um, thing where she calls him dad. And now, she, oh, she also calls him dad instead of his first name. And mm-hmm. has totally forgiven him the next day, is super excited to have dinner with him and get to know her father. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> he disappears again. Bye. He sends a note. Um, uh. And he abandons them for a second time. God. It's just, it's like the tears that I wish I could cry for this terrible man. Um, I, know. I, I had none. I was really pissed when they did that. <laughs> um, yeah, me too. I mean, I mean, if you try to look at some positivity in it, it's like, hey, that made Prue as strong and independent as she is. But I mean, it's not a justification whatsoever because that's just crappy. Yeah, to drop off, think you can swoop back in, but but you know, I mean, a part of me does appreciate it just because it's like. It shows, it's like very 90s and modern in the way to where it's like, they have a broken family. Mm -hmm. They do not come from like a great place of like structure and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that's cool and modern, you know. Well, I think it... But still is like... Yeah, I mean, this is, this storyline is for every, um, it's for every, you know, person that's grown up in a, not uh, in a blended family uh, where parents are yeah. here nor there and they are, you know, they're going to be okay in the end. And I, and I, I applaud that storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just wish, I just wish that they were nicer, you know, to these poor girls in yeah. this moment. Um, anyways, the dad disappears, but guess, guess how they find out that the dad's disappeared. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, okay. <laughs> I will. Um, so, they, um, there's a knock at the door. I think they think it's dad, but it's not. It's actually a young man who's there to fix the door that was broken down, um, which, which is the oh. only time that they acknowledge that they have to fix things that break in the house, even though they break the house many times. Um, and it's a sexy, <laughs> handsome, young, like 
Leo Wyatt, um, who Hello, is the future Leo. love interest of Piper. <laughs> Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the show. Um, and I have to say, <laughs> when he walks onto this TV show, because like normally when, you know, in mm-hmm. being someone that like watches the show for many years after this, you know, we get used to seeing like the older mm-hmm. version of Leo who's like put on a little bit of weight. Um, and he has like more of a dad bod, mm-hmm. but the young Leo, oh my God, he is just, um, smoking. he's, he's just, he's so good looking, like too good looking. But I mean, this is, again, this is the handyman. He is mm-hmm. just, he's a heartthrob. Oh, 100%. I mean, he's like the the hot piece of meat, but who has lines because he's good. Oh, yeah. Um, and he gets to stay on the show so they don't get rid of him. Yeah. Um, and he's just, I mean, he's he's so attractive that, like, their reaction to me, I'm like, I'm so down with it. Like, I totally approve. <laughs> I would want to fight over him. Like, if he, were, if he walked into um, us, you know, recording this podcast, I'd be like, hello. Hi. <laughs> My name is Mijan. Hi, I'm single. No, I wouldn't say I'm single, but how I, are you? How are you? Can I get you anything? <laughs> um, so <laughs> the actor's name is Brian Kraus. Yeah. And um, Kraus has gotten older, but he is just still as lovely. He's still, just, still dead. Lovely looking as ever. Um, well, what, what ends up happening um, is that as the show continues, like he does get a little bit more of a dad bod. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, if you look at some of the photos of him today, I'm going to send you one. Um, Cause like hashtag Leo forever. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks great. He really does. Um, oh, that's very good. Oh, Brian. Right. Brian. You know what? Damn. I realize why he's so good. Looking. He's like, uh, He's like a young version of like Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I see that for sure. Yeah, um, and uh, he there's is so a, handsome. Look at him, so handsome. Those blue eyes and the dirty blonde hair and his. <laughs> um, here, I saw this photo of him as as well on um, IMDb. This is also for the gram. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, guys. We, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, we're not just going to talk about photos, but, um, whoops, it didn't go. Um, <laughs> but, um, I saw this photo of him with his face, like all his wrinkles showing and he really looks like Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay. Let me see here. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. You can see his age when he, Oh, wow. Yeah, the Botox is not there, but thank God, because you know what? We got to oh, age. Yeah, he's gotten older. No, but he's so handsome, right? Oh, he's, yeah, he's still handsome for sure. But he, oh God, just, I'm just, uh, it's a bit jarring just because I remember him so well just from Charmed, which when you think about it, I mean, started quite a while ago. So of course he's aged, but it's just, I remember him one way. <laughs> no, but still like still very handsome. I know. And, and, and good God, he was a great young man. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I mean, so he 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 pokes up on the TV show. He is um, immediately, and you know what? There's almost something like Midwest or Mormon about him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, which is sweet. It's, mm-hmm. it's endearing. And, um, funny story. Um, one of his early film roles um, was Return to the Blue Lagoon. Oh, when um, was that? Somewhere in the nineties. <laughs> 
I, I can look it up, but while I look it up, um, to the listeners that don't know about this movie, um, Blue Lagoon is this um, actually very problematic uh, movie about two children that get mm-hmm. stuck on an island and they're children and they're going through puberty. Oh, and yeah. um, they end up having sex accidentally because they're like cuddling one day and they just kind of figure it out. It's unclear as to whether or not they know how to have sex, but they like, they're kind of comforting each other. Mm-hmm. They end up having sex and they realize it and then they do. And then he thinks that she's getting fat, but then it turns out that she's pregnant and then they have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember um, that. And that, that movie starred Brooke Shields and some other actor. And then uh, they made a return to Blue Moon. And it I don't know what the premise of that was. Uh, it was just a sequel. Um, but it starred Mila Djokovic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She's mm-hmm. the Jodie mm-hmm. Foster lookalike. And um, I don't under... I mean, I don't understand why they're... Or Helen Hunt. No. No, I'm completely wrong. Yeah, she's from Resident Evil. Yes, yes, she's from uh, Resident Evil. Okay, I was I was thinking about a different actress who looks like Helen Hunt and then said she looked like Jodie Foster. I was yep. way off. Anyway, yeah, the lady from Resident yeah. Evil, Miliovich, for Yeah, for so, sure. I mean, I just want to say that at his naissance, um, he was <laughs> a shirtless, dreamy teen heartthrob, and that is who Brian Krause will be mm-hmm. for eternity. Um, Mm. yeah. Um, so at the end of the episode, after, you know, they've been thoroughly manhandled and just done wrong, um, this little Mm -hmm. nugget of loveliness joins us and his name is Leo Wyatt and he's their handyman. (laughs) Their tasty little snack of a handyman. But you know what? In a way, this is also really bad for women because they deal with their deadbeat dad. Mm-hmm. Um, they deal with these people trying to steal their powers and then enter in like a reason for two sisters to fight over someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's, it's women dealing with men as their problems. Uh. Yeah. And the, and the, like their dad wasn't good to them and now they need a boyfriend and they can't find anyone other than their handyman to fight over. Right. Um, and this is like the exact opposite of Frozen. <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely because like they don't right it's like the, their conflict is always men rather than no we don't need someone we have the love for each other the love for each other's and these amazing powers yeah but nope <laughs> like how is that not enough i don't understand it makes yeah. it breaks breaks my heart um <laughs> um but you know oh so Sorry, just to retouch on Brian Krause. Um, he too was a soap star. Oh boy! Wow. Yeah, I mean, this is Charmed is a soap opera. So anytime that something doesn't make sense in Charmed, and I know that mm-hmm. we're like we're being really hard on like the holes in the plot and whatever because it's just it's funny, <laughs> um, but just realize that this is a soap opera. Yeah, it is. This is not a feature film. Um, mm-hmm. which also have their problems as well. But this is not um, mm-hmm. h- the high drama of the Broadway theater. <laughs> right. this is- and if, we, if we look at it generously that way, as like for a soap opera, mm-hmm. it's a very, very good soap opera. Oh my God, it's great. Oh my God, the death <laughs> disappears. Yeah, so if it's in that classification, mm-hmm. then I'll be like, yeah, great. Yeah. It's an incredible 
soap opera. It has a, a few failings, but yeah, I still it, love it. <laughs> and it's better than, um, there was a soap opera called Passions that used to have a lot of magic in it. This is way better because they actually mm-hmm. do show you the magic. And, you know, mm-hmm. in, sorry, in Passions, like there'd be a magic creature and it was always like really weird and scary. And like, sometimes I feel like I had nightmares about it. But in Charmed, like I can oh, watch wow. an episode and go right to bed. Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. I like its storytelling a lot, even even if we're yeah, like poking holes in it or <laughs> finding things that we don't love. I still, it's very beloved to me. Yeah. Um. So, I feel like the moral of this episode was, um, don't trust your deadbeat dad if he comes back to you. Yeah. Whatsoever. Yep. I think so. And also, don't trust your neighbors ever (laughs) any any of them ever never trust any neighbors um no (laughs) do i say that this is a foreshadowing for get out (laughs) yeah this 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 is the groundwork for that (laughs) your creepy your creepy white neighbors who just want to get close to you (laughs) um yeah actually literally white neighbors that want to get close to you Mm -hmm. all right don't, don't trust a neighbor if she crushes a can right in front of you. Never trust a neighbor that does anything physical in front of you at any point in time when you're just <laughs> to know that, that may or may not be malicious to an inanimate object because that could be you. Yes, this episode is saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> that's episode three, guys. We'll check in with you later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we hope you loved it. Whoa, daddy. Wow. Daddy, indeed. Yeah. Daddy, do you wrong? Do you not so right? And mm-hmm. dump you down for yep. who knows? Yeah. Daddy Victor can't tell my girls how to live their lives. Yeah. Right? And you know, the the funny thing about this episode is like almost as like a final kiss off to how bad the dad was mm-hmm. is that the actor doesn't come back. Nope. As you were saying. Yep. It's a, it is a different actor next time. So he double he meta abandoned them <laughs> the magic of cinema someone can be replaced and yet they're <laughs> the same person <laughs> but it fit totally well gosh i don't remember exactly when the new actor like when victor the dad comes back in the story mm-hmm. but i hope there's something like whoa dad you look totally different yeah i had surgery <laughs> or something, <laughs> something well, stupid like that i i because i just love when there are those little nods to replacing actors me too i mean i mean it's also it's much in the same way that like they're like he's like oh when, when the dad mistakes piper for phoebe he's like oh mm-hmm. yeah like um yeah I, I got i got i got you mixed up and then Alyssa milano says yeah people get us confused i'm like no one does no nobody gets you confused like you're all brunettes don't you make him feel better? And that's the only the only thing that makes it more plausible that they're sisters is that they're all short women, and mm-hmm. none of them is as tall as Lori Wam. I can't even say her name. <laughs> may she may she rest in the rest of her career. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the original episode, Lori Rom was so tall in comparison to the other two that she uh, really did stick out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now that they're all very short women, like no problems. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they, there's no way nobody, nobody's getting them confused. So for her to say that is bananas to me, even if they're all short. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, so the, <laughs> we've talked about the moral like five times now, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what's funny anymore, but 
the podcast was funny. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we hope that, you know, everything's cool with your dad. And if it's not, hey, whatever. If, if it's not, take a note here from Prue yeah. because yeah. she's fine. Yep. She's fine. And she is successful. She's an art history savant. Yeah. And, and she became who she is, not because of him, but in spite of him. Yes. Yeah. And in spite of, yeah. And like, if that happens to you, you can become a chef and then a manager as if it's nothing. Or you can also be unemployed and tell your dad that you're barely legal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so honestly, you have all your options open. <laughs> Yes, and this is the magic of charm. So, guys, you know, thanks for listening, and um, we so cannot much. wait for episode four. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a banger. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, it is. It's total, total banger. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, see you next time, guys. See you next time. Thank you so much. Mm, bye. Bye. Ha <laughs> <laughs>